Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of John Morris Show. So, before I get into why my wife hates me, I uh, imagine that a lot of you see yourself as an honest person, I would assume. But today, as we get into what I'm going to get into, what I'm talking about is a really kind of deep-seated, difficult honesty, the kind that can be painful. And... Most importantly, being pain, painfully honest with yourself. Sure, it matters with others, but it's important in this context to think about how you're honest or not with yourself. So as we go through all of this, keep that in mind. So anyway, I was talking with my wife before work, and apparently she was feeling a little bit tired today because she did that thing that uh, people so often do, and she was kind of sitting there tired and she said, oh, one day I'll win the lottery. Now, a lot of people <laughs> would just kind of let that kind of thing go. I think most normal people <laughs> would let that go. But uh, I have this thing that I just really believe the things that people say. We try to brush it off as, oh, it's just something I say. Like, I don't really, it's not a big deal. But I really do think that there's more to it. That the things that people say, especially in situations like that, when they're kind of off guard, they're not really paying close attention to what they're saying, are indicators of kind of deeper thinking. And so when people say stuff like that, it gives you an insight into how they're actually feeling emotionally and then what their what their approach, what their mindset is to situations like that. And now all of you will know because, of course, you watch every video and listen to every episode. I mean, obviously, uh, you, you would know that. But I was literally talking about this just a few days ago. So I told her, you know, I, I wrote an email about this a, a, a few days ago. And uh, I, I I did do that. And she makes me laugh because uh, as soon as I said that, I got this kind of heavy sigh from her like, oh, God, here we go. And so I told her, you know, the subject line was stop waiting for Godot. Now, actually, technically, if you're on my newsletter, which, by the way, you should be, johnmorrisonline.com, it's right there. But um, the subject line was actually stop waiting for Godot. I was trying to do some cool play between code and Godot, but I didn't want to explain all to that to her. But anyway, stop waiting for Godot. So she kind of stared at me blankly like, uh, am I supposed to know what that means? Oh no, of course I'm not supposed to know, <laughs> but you're totally going to tell me anyway, even if I don't want to hear it. So, well, get on with it already. Now, if you've been in, in any sort of relationship, you probably know what that, <laughs> that, that look looks like. So anyway, I said, it's, it's this play about these two guys who are waiting for this other guy named Godot who never shows up. Now, as soon as I said that, to her credit, she immediately got what I was saying about this idea of waiting for something outside of ourselves to come in and like magically make our lives all better and, and so forth. And that's what that, that email was about. But I got an instant eye roll and a smirk from her as soon as I said that. And then she kind of tapped me on the stomach and said, okay, I'm off to work. So, uh, I'm, I know that I am that guy when it comes to that kind of stuff, but what fascinates me and what I want to talk about today is the reaction, her reaction, but more importantly, your reaction to cognitive dissonance. 
So here's the technical term. According to cognitive dissonance theory, there's a tendency for individuals to seek consistency among their cognitions, their beliefs, opinions, values, etc. When there is an inconsistency between attitudes or behaviors, i.e. dissonance, something must change to eliminate the dissonance. And it's that last line that I think is really important. Something must change to eliminate the dissonance. So in that moment when I challenged her thinking, and it was a subtle way, it wasn't like this confrontational thing, but I challenged her thinking and I created some some dissonance, she had to make a choice. So she had to decide whether she was going to change her thinking and change her approach and change her mindset, or she was going to somehow justify and rationalize her thinking to be able to continue to think that way. Now, I don't know what she did, right, because she left, but she had to do something because it's very uncomfortable mentally to remain in dissonance. Now, I imagine there's probably some people out there who can do that, uh, but it's I would guess it's pretty rare, and even then, I'm not exactly sure uh, what the value of being able to do that would be, but most people, if they have this sort of kind of cognitive dissonance, there's there's just no choice. They have to do one thing or another, either change their thinking or rationalize it some way, because we have to uh, we, mentally, we just, we feel like we have to resolve that dissonance somehow. So the big question is, how do we resolve it? Do we really look into the challenge and the idea and our own ideas and our own beliefs and evaluate them and look at them close and see if maybe we should change our thinking? Or do we instantly kind of jump into defensive mode and justify our current thinking, our current beliefs, our current values, etc., without really much analysis. Now, this matters because I believe that these are the critical moments that, in large part, make the difference between really successful people and everyone else. And it it goes goes back to what I mentioned about the in the beginning about painful honesty with yourself. Right? This is. Forget me, right? This is all a, 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 a conversation that you're having with yourself. So, for example, I'm sure there are a lot of these videos and episodes and podcasts and even emails if you're on the email list that you look at and read and the things that I say that challenge you in some way. They Maybe they offend you. Maybe they piss you off. All of that. That's kind of the point. That's a big reason why I do this. But again, what ultimately matters isn't me. It's how it's you and how you react. It does and that doesn't mean you have to ultimately agree with everything I say. That's not where I'm going with this. But when something challenges you and creates that dissonance, do you challenge yourself to evaluate it? Do you challenge yourself to really look at it, to really understand a different point of view and try to see if maybe you should change your thinking or maybe it's that you don't completely change your thinking, but you find something of value that you can add to what you already believe that can upgrade what you already believe. Or maybe it's simply that by going through it, you you reinforce more what you already believe. You become more confident in it. You, you become more certain of it, which has value in itself. 
But do you challenge yourself to do that analysis, to do that evaluation, or do you instantly jump to just justifying and rationalizing your current thinking? So here's what I believe is the truth. Growth requires discomfort. And if you're living in a career or a life or a situation right now that you don't like, that isn't what you want it to be, know that in order to break out of that, to get out of that, you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone. You're going to have to do things that are at times uncomfortable, that are scary, entertain ideas that are different from what you already think, that are mentally uncomfortable, that create dissonance, and you might just have to change some of the ways you think about certain things. But none of that can happen if you just instantly rationalize it all away. If you can't be painfully honest with yourself. So more than code, more than knowing this or that PHP function, all of that, what underlies it all, it's mental mastery that leads to technical mastery. I firmly believe that. So some things to think about. Can you be painfully honest with yourself? The, to the point that it's it can be excruciating at times to actually admit the truth truth to yourself. Can you challenge yourself mentally? Uh, can you push yourself outside your comfort zone? You need to find a way to say yes to those things. And it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be comfortable. But if you want to get from where you're at to where you want to go, you're going to have to do that. You're going to have to change some of the things that you think, some of the things that you believe in order to get there. So that said, one of the more challenging ways of thinking that I've found among developers that, that that's hard to change is how they go about like kind of the, the career side of things, getting hired at a job, getting work or selling services or products, etc. Lots of people and developers in particular seem to have bad a lot of bad ideas about how business and sales and marketing and uh, all of that stuff works. And I see it a lot with freelancers trying to get wor uh, work on Upwork in particular. And there's a bunch of these bad ideas. So things like trying to be everything to everybody or it's a numbers game. I don't know how many times I've heard that. Like That is the thinking behind all of the people who just go around copying and pasting uh, uh, bid responses or bid responses to, to projects on Upwork. They just copy and paste the same thing over. It's just a numbers game, right? And to me, that's just a, it's, it's never worked. Uh, it's a very uh, uh, low value way of thinking about it. So that's one of them. Uh, these clients are all cheapskates or all of the developers on there are just going to lowball and I'll never be able to compete. I'll never be able to get anywhere. All of that stuff, just on and on and on, all just lots of bad ideas about this stuff. Now, here's the thing about this. There are plenty of freelancers who are insanely successful on sites like Upwork. They're there. They make, you know, they make money hand over fist and they don't really try too hard to get new work. It just kind of rolls in and they get to pick and choose the projects and the clients that they want to work with. They get the cream of the crop. It's not really a question of if you can take five minutes and go on there and look through the freelancers and see them. You'll see their lifetime earnings and all of that stuff. They're there. They absolutely are there. So again, it's not a question of if. 
It's a question of how. How do they do it? What steps do they take? What do they say, etc.? So if you want to get the answers to those questions, then you will want to make sure and have access to the next, next episode of my Get Paid to Code training series that goes live on June 3rd. Because I'm going to actually log into my own account and I'm going to walk you step by step through my own process. How I find the best jobs, how I find the best clients, how I analyze the job description, how I analyze the client profile, all of that to pull out the information that I think is pertinent in terms of my response, in terms of my decision whether or not to work with that client, all of that. The exact things I'm looking for and then from that, exactly what I say in order to respond to that. We actually look at a project on Upwork, we look at the description and I I tell you exactly what I'm thinking and how I respond to how uh, I would respond to that particular uh, job proposal. Now, the thing about it is a lot of it will probably challenge the way that you think about this stuff. I, I know just by looking at the freelancer profiles, a lot of them over on Upwork, that people don't think about this stuff the way that I do. But if you look at those top freelancers, you're going to start to see exactly what I'm talking about. You're going to start to see them doing exactly the things that we've we've talked about on here kind of over and over and over. So this stuff just works, but you have to be ready to challenge your thinking. You have to be able, you have to be willing to change your thinking if it's going to help you get better results than you're getting now. And I would be hard, it'd be it'd be difficult for me to believe that you could go from wherever you're at now, if you're not happy with where you're at to where you want to go to a place where you would be happier without having to change a single idea, a single belief, a single value, etc. That is going to be required as a part of that process. And uh, a lot of what I talk about in this training is probably going to do that. It's going to challenge you in that way. So you have to be ready for that. Anyway, it all, like I said, it all goes live on June 3rd, so there's only a few days left. If you want to get access, simply sign up as a supporting listener at johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon to make sure that you don't miss it when it goes live. But whatever you do, know that the way forward to the IT career and the life and all of that that you want will be uncomfortable at times, but it'll also be worth it. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Again, thanks for watching. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe wherever the button is on this page, and we'll talk to you next time.